All right, everybody. Happy New Year. I cannot believe it. It is a brand new year, 2024. 2023 is in the books. If you can believe, I, I just, I feel like time is going way faster than it should. I feel like it's flying by. What an incredible year 2023 was. Uh, I know for some of you, it was groundbreaking. For some of you, it was very difficult, uh, but that also very rewarding. So lots going on. Love, uh, just as, just take some time and think about 2023. What were your favorite moments? What were the biggest moments? What were the what were the hardest moments? What were the most exciting moments? Uh, it's always good to look back on your year and think about that kind of stuff. So I love doing that. I love making lists. As some of you know, I love making lists of top 10 uh, best things about this past year, top 10 news stories, top 10 songs I encountered, top 10 movies I watched, top 10 television shows. So uh, I love all that. And as we enter into a new year, Andy Gridley and I talked this week uh, about, uh, it's just kind of a one-off message. It doesn't really tie to Christmas. It doesn't but it does tie to the new year, and it's the idea of uh, the story in Luke 15 where Jesus talks about us people, humans, being like sheep who are lost and how he's the good shepherd who goes out and get it, gets us. Now, that idea is actually kind of offensive. I don't know if you ever thought of yourself as a lost sheep. Maybe you say, like, listen, buddy, I'm not a lost sheep. I have got my sheep together. Um, <clears throat> that was a joke. Um I get it. But uh, let's just listen to what Jesus says. And I think if we do listen, we'll find that um, it's more of an invitation than it is a pronouncement of judgment. So with that, I've got Andy Gridley here in the studio. We're going to talk about, it's, it's a lot of sheep. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of sheep in this conversation, a lot of sheep metaphors. That's where we're going to live. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think most of this conversation is half bad. <laughs> uh, hmm. Don't worry, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, ask me if I like puns about sheep. You know I do. You, you. It's E W E. It's a, it's a. That's a hominin pun that doesn't really work on podcasts. Anyway, with that, uh, I'm gonna stop and let's just dive right in. Hey everybody! Welcome to the afterward. Hey, hey Andy! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Can you believe we are now in 2024? I I can't. When you were a kid and you heard 2024, you probably thought flying cars. I didn't even imagine myself. That sounds so far away. It's like I don't know where my robot jetpack is. Yeah, my kids though they say I was born in the 1900s, <laughs> and they think that that means I'm really old. So that's that's kind of messed up. I know. Um, okay, so I thought it'd be fun to take a look back Yeah, at, at 2023, which was a, a year to remember. Okay, A yeah. good year for yeah. many. Yeah. A tough year for some, but mm -hmm. a year nonetheless. Yeah, it was a year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a period of 365 days. <laughs> that it was. That both started and ended. Uh-huh. Um, so I thought it'd be funny. Uh, you, you called up some of the most popular words that entered our vocabulary. Yeah, most common slang words in 2023. And you and I both have teenagers, so we feel these words. We're going to start using these words more regularly, probably, because they entered our vocabulary officially. And I'll use them just to frustrate my teenagers, because <laughs> you know, whenever you take teenage slang and use it sure. against them. Well, the word of the year was Riz. The word. Uh, Riz. Was it Riz? It or? was Riz. Oh, it was. Okay. Which is, uh, I guess, what you and I might call spitting game. Yeah. It's somebody who has the ability to talk to the opposite they're, gender. They're charismatic. They're, well, it comes from the word charisma, Riz. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, and it actually, I guess, got popular when Tom Holland, 
not the theologian historian, but Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just so in case anyone yeah. out there is unclear. Uh, th- that's helpful for me. <laughs> he said uh, he has no Riz, mm. uh, and yet he he is on the arm of Zendaya. Mm, yeah. So... I would say you have Riz. I, no, do not say that. Yeah. I don't think we're allowed to have Riz if we're married. Well, you just point it towards your spouse. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable right now. I don't know. What are some other Happy words? 2024, everybody. <laughs> this is the first awkward pause of okay. the afterward. What are some other so, words we found? Um, I found that the most common slang word of 2023 as far as parents to teenagers, so this little study says that the word sus is the most oh. common slang word in 2023 oh, for, yeah, for that's, teenagers. That means suspect or suspicious. Yeah. According to this study, 62% of teenagers use the word sus. That's so sus. <laughs> That's sus. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever play Among Us? That's where that came from. Oh, yeah. Uh, I game? tried. Yeah, I played with my son for a little bit and then I stopped. Yeah, I wasn't uh, very good at it, but I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like games where you're tricked. I don't like games where you're tricking or trick trick people. I don't like games. I just don't <laughs> like to lose. I'm a sore yeah. loser. Uh, well, also bet was a word that people say all yep. the time. I don't think that that's this past year. I feel like that came in a couple of other times. Bet, yeah. I think, I think bet it showed means, up on the 2023. Bet yeah. means like you bet. I agree. I agree. Or yes. Good news. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about drip? Yeah. Drip. Uh, when something is very cool can be used to describe an outfit, accessory, person, song. So again, Tish, today you're looking very drippy. <laughs> I like your accessories. Okay. You're very drippy. <laughs> oh boy, this uh we should probably end. Uh also, I wanted to take a look back at some of the biggest news stories. Yeah. Let's um, do it. So, uh we'll, we'll start a little dark, although it got Do you remember when the NFL had a NFL player that died on the field, Demar yeah, Hamlin? Yeah, that was really dramatic. That was insane. Yeah. I um well, he's fine and he he's probably going to win comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. But what was I, what what was insane did I ever tell you about this? So uh, I'm watching the game live, and and it's just the craziest moment, and it's against the Bengals, who are um, you know, kind of I'm from Ohio, so I still kind of root for okay. Cincinnati team, yeah. you know, just because growing up they were the closest thing we had to a, a professional football team. <laughs> they weren't very good. Uh-huh. They went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Niners twice, but bet bet okay. Sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, what happened is he gets hit, he collapses on the field. It's clear it's a medical emergency, and they cut away because they don't know what else to do. Right. And they cut away. So there's a guy dead on the field, and they cut away, and I hear Whopper, Whopper, Whopper Jr. double trip. And I'm like, what is this world yeah. that a guy's dead on the field on my That's television all they had. screen? They just faded to what they had. And they went right to a Whopper commercial. I'm sure I was they wish so, they had something better. They well, just, I mean, there's nothing better. It's just bizarre. It was yeah. just awful. Yeah. It was just awful. Okay. Another thing that happened, we had a big. Actually, this is kind of a, a downer, too. In March, we had uh, Silicon Valley Bank uh, failed, which was mm. the largest bank failure in U.S. history. Taylor Swift, giant uh, tour. Yeah. And then we had Barbenheimer. She's now a billionaire, thanks oh. to that tour. That's oh, like a I, big deal. She might be more than a billionaire. I, stop pretending you don't listen to No, me. I do. I, you, I'm not saying I don't. Oh, I, You should see my Spotify wrapped. Mm. It was like quite a bit of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Now, part of that was my so daughter. So you helped her become a billionaire. I think I did. She actually, uh, if you were one of her top 5% of fans, uh-huh. she made like a special video thanking wow. people. And I got that on my Spotify rap, but that was mostly because of my daughter. Okay. We listened to a lot of that in the car. Um, nonstop, really, for most of the summer all the way through. Um, then we also had the Hollywood strike. 
mm-hmm. you remember. Yeah. So that was kind of uh, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I felt that um, when I tried to go to like Netflix and watch shows and stuff, just started to just have less shows. Ah, uh, that's how yeah. I felt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interest rates went pretty high this past year. Yeah. You know, your wife's a realtor. Yep. So she probably felt that. Yep. Or at least is experiencing yeah. that reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had the 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 fire in Hawaii and Maui. Yeah. That almost killed that giant banyan tree. But a lot of people's property, hundreds of families were displaced. Yep. Um, so that was pretty. That was pretty dark. Um, and then Senator Dianne Feinstein died. She was the longest yeah. serving female senator and she died at like 90 and she was from California. So that's, a, uh, I think, of, of, of import. And then not to get real dark, but we also had two conflicts, one that continued the Ukrainian yes, right, conflict. Right. And then we had the Israel and Palestinian mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And so that, and that's still, I mean, still going. Oh man. Yeah. And it's like, is this going to be a two week conflict? And it's just not, right. and that's just... So uh, there's some really fun stuff in there, but also some dark stuff, which uh, kind of points us to what we've been talking about uh, the past, uh, well, in our messages, which is about how Jesus calls himself the good shepherd. Yeah, yeah. So um, like in the midst of that, the good and the bad, like w- what what aspects of Jesus being a good shepherd kind of strike you in light of last year's news? Just as you reflect on that. Yeah. I mean, I think we both talked about this a little bit is, um, we here on Silicon Valley, I'm born and raised here. I love this, this place. I love the people. I love the innovation, Yeah, but there is, there is a, um, there is a faith system here that maybe, maybe who people, people who ascribe to it, they wouldn't call it a faith system or religious, but it really is this belief that like we can innovate our way out of some of this dark stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Mm And though uh, technology really helps us in a lot of ways, um, and our innovation helps us in a lot of ways, this 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 belief system called humanism, you know, over time, decades and decades of um, data that we have, just some of what you referenced on the darker side, wars, conflicts, etc. It, it's very obvious that that faith system actually takes more belief than it does to just believe what Jesus said, like, "Hey, I've come into this dark world." As your shepherd, your good shepherd, you can trust me, and I will lead us out of this stuff. That actually makes more sense to me than like, hey, I can just innovate some piece of technology that's going to somehow <laughs> alleviate literally thousands of years of brokenness and conflicts, um, whether it's out there or stuff inside me. Yeah, yeah, there's no innovation for the Middle East. I mean, come on, like we—that's been going on for a yeah. long time, and not just that. It's there's no innovation that can stop even the own patterns that a lot of us see in our own lives. That's right. So yeah. like, that's the hard part. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I, when the Bible, when Jesus calls us sheep, it's actually kind of not, it's kind of offensive. It's kind of an insult, but I grew up here with like flanographs and those little sheep <laughs> on the flanograph and whatever. They are I, cute. So I was like, you know, I, it went over my head as sure. a kid. And so as an adult, I, I didn't realize until we did some of this digging in together that like for people who are maybe more agricultural kind of sensitivities that they would be like, why are you calling me that animal right there? Yeah. You it's uh, it's not so much that they're dumb. It's that they're helpless and that they're blind followers. Yeah. Um, they can't get out of their own way. They, they have no defenses against any natural predator. Right. Um, and so I don't think as humans, because we have such high opinions of ourselves, 
especially modern folks. Right. The idea that we're followers or dependent, it's like, no, 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 we know where to go. Yeah, And exactly. it's like, we don't, man. We don't. We don't know where to go. Yeah. Our internal compass as a human race just isn't right, man. Right, right. We're creatures of habit. We know what's best for us. We don't. Mm. Like the whole point of sheep is they will stop at a dirty puddle instead of the, the stream of clean water, yeah. like 12 feet away. <laughs> yeah. And they, that's the whole thing. And so yeah. shepherds need to tell them we're, we're just like that. We're stupid. Right. We're just, I was, you know, what's so funny about that. I just met with, um, a couple, my wife and I met with a couple who's super healthy and like 0% body fat and did, like they just take care of themselves so well. And I pulled out a piece of paper. I love to try to learn from people, ask questions. So I was like, tell me about physical health and nutrition. They just downloaded like all the stuff I needed to do. And then I went home and it's the Christmas season. So there's like amazing Christmas cookies. Is peanut goodies. brittle part of their diet? Yeah. And so pretty much to use your <laughs> metaphor, I went to the puddle and I, even with the right knowledge, I just went to the puddle and I ate sure. all the bad stuff. And uh, that's a dumb illustration, but it, it gets to the point that even though I know what I want to do often mm-hmm. without the shepherds leading, without God's spirit enabling, empowering me, I end up just drinking from the puddle. Right. Yeah. The third thing, they're helpless against predators. Again, like you said, well, humans really believe that there's no external problem we can't solve. Yeah. But like we cannot fix and inter- innovate our way out of some of these problems. Yeah. And then lastly, defenseless against ourselves. Um, the, the idea is that sheep sometimes get themselves into bad situations. Yeah. That they can't get out of that will literally kill them. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, we're humans. We're so much better than that. But man... I mean, I just think about my own life. I've gotten myself into real bad situations that were entirely avoidable, that were entirely my fault. Yeah. Um, So although we don't like the idea that we're sheep, it's actually pretty true. Yeah. And I kind of, in Jesus, you know, parable here, I don't think he's trying to make us feel bad necessarily or be judgy. (laughs) It's more of like matter of a fact, like, hey, um, I'm the good shepherd. Like you, you just are this, but the good news is I'm, I'm the good shepherd. So I don't, I don't know that, um, if somebody doesn't identify with these strong feelings of, you know, mm-hmm. being helpless, et cetera, that, 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 that that's the best way to discern whether or not what Jesus is saying is true or not. It's just fact. You know, if, if yeah. you spend enough time, live enough life, you'll discover your finite nature. Yeah. But it's, it's, but there's also a side of, of sheep that are beautiful. And that is, um, and that's, would you dare to say drippy? uh, No, I would not. (laughs) Um, sheep have riz. I'm sorry. That's a callback. Um, what's beautiful about sheep? I, well, I was watching these videos and they were talking about just the depth of emotional intelligence in Mm. sheep. They are incredibly, that's new. new They are incredibly attuned to their shepherd. Wow. Um, like he will just, when he calls them, I thought it would be like a, Hey, sheep, like super, and it, yeah. it's just a, like a, hey, come, hey, it's just little. Yeah. And they just, they know him. They love him. Yeah. They follow him. Also, I um, did see that. I, again, I, I didn't grow up around I didn't sheep either. or anything, Certainly but not. Um, Westgate actually got to go on a Steps of Paul tour and go see um, Ephesus. And anyways, we were somewhere where there was sheep and shepherds and, uh, um, I was with another staff member, just the two of us, we were out on a run and there was, there were sheep just all over, like for miles and miles and miles into exactly what you're saying. The shepherd just went hip, something like that. 
and his voice carried, bounced around the hills, and I the whole hillside started moving, just hundreds of sheep. Crazy. It was really, really neat when That's Jesus so talks cool. about, like, yeah. my sheep hear know, my voice. Know my voice. Yeah, they right. know my voice. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and also just the sense, uh, I love the metaphor of shepherd and sheep um, because, it, first of all, and, and we don't have time for this. Well, I, I wish we had more time. If we trace the idea of shepherd all the way through the Bible, it's a yeah, major theme. It's huge. It's massive. Yeah. It is the dominant metaphor for leadership, especially mm. God's leadership of God's people. Wow. And of his leadership yeah. of his people. Yeah. So like, think about it. Abraham was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Abraham, uh, did I say Abraham or David did, was yeah. a shepherd boy. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of this. And then the idea that... Um, Shepherds never take from their sheep. They never cannibalize them. They never use them. They never right. kill them yeah. for their meat. They only shear them right. for their wool. So there's a sense of protective care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a rancher. That's You know what I mean? It's right. not a cowboy where right. you just kill the cow to, to harvest its meat. Yeah. So there's this... And again, even Jesus says, like, I'm, you know, when... when an enemy comes to attack, like the hired hand to your point, they just run off. It's like not worth it. Right. And, um, and how he says, no, no, I'm, I'm a really good shepherd because when the enemy comes, I actually am willing to lay my life down. Yeah. That's really interesting that it's throughout all of scripture. Yeah. And then, and then the prophets of course talk about, um, like I'm, I'm trying to think, trying to figure out where this is. Where was this? Um, I'm trying to figure out where, where I was saying Isaiah, Isaiah 40. God says the days are coming when it will no longer be said as surely as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt, but it will be said as surely um, as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the North and out of all the countries where he had banished them. I will restore them to the land I gave their ancestors. And he says, I will gather them the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where they have been driven uh, and yeah. I will bring them back to their pasture yeah. where they will be fruitful. And I will place my shepherds over them who will tend to them. They will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor any will be missing. Mm. This is God and Isaiah promising to go. So the idea of the metaphor of Yahweh as a good shepherd yes. starts there. And then Jesus, of course, follows in on it, you know, and, and, um, you know, he, he lambasts the bad religious leaders saying, I'm the good shepherd. Yeah. You're hirelings. Right. You don't care. Right. And, and then he even goes so far as to say, I'm going to lay my life down. Yeah. I mean, the and then Peter goes on in the New Testament to say that, you know, this is the primary metaphor for what it means to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, he says that we're, we're like, just like the good shepherd or the chief shepherd. Yeah. So the idea of a pastor and a shepherd are synonymous words. Actually, the word pastor means shepherd. Mm-hmm. So the, these, are, I mean, this, this is not like a tiny theme. This right. is like, it's a pretty major yeah. idea in scripture. Yeah. It just seemed like a great place for us to, you know, as we jump into the new year, a jumping off point to like recalibrate to this major theme and ask the question, am I living like a sheep without a shepherd and if so this is invitation to to actually cry out to the good shepherd maybe i've done that before maybe this is just a chance to recalibrate and say you know what i i've trusted jesus for the forgiveness of my sins i've experienced healing and his leadership and yet some other things have started to be louder voices for whatever reason this is invitation to to reorient with the spirit's power my life to this good shepherd as we jump into this new year. Yeah, it's a it's a great commitment because there's probably no better thing you could do than say, God, 
uh, I'm a sheep, yeah. and I need you to be my shepherd. Yeah, uh, that I might not be lost. Right. Um. So so there's that, but there's also another edge to it. Mm-hmm. There's also the fact that we're invited to be shepherds underneath a good shepherd. Yeah. Now we didn't talk about that, but that no. is actually another beautiful invitation mm. for us to emulate and have the same heart yeah. and action of Jesus, who is the good shepherd, and to be that for other people right. to help them, whoever's in our influence, to bring them into the fold. Yeah. So there's also that. Now we we didn't have time to talk about that, sure. but that's actually a thing. That's a thing, and we we talk about that as far as loving our neighbor. You know, that's a big part of it, and loving one another. There's yeah. a way we can sacrificially love, serve the those who are part of Westgate. Our faith family, but also uh, both our local and our global neighbors. We're actually going to, in February, I believe, do some some sermon series around uh, our global neighbor. Compassion, yeah. Just some ways that we can love uh, those uh, in a sacrificial way like Jesus has. Yeah. Right. So so there's that aspect. Um, I also think it's interesting, that we, we didn't have time to talk about this, but Luke 15 is all about lost things. Uh, yeah. And it starts with the story, and we actually ended with it, but Jesus doesn't stop there. Right. He tells two more stories about things that are lost. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the lostness of that, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if we think of ourselves as lost or... It's well, so funny. When you say lost, I just think of GPS, and my mind goes straight to that office clip. You know, you and I have oh, talked yeah, about yeah, this yeah, before, yeah. But yeah, yeah. where the two of those guys are in the car together, and it's, GPS... Yeah. Goes maps out. them into yeah. a lake and yeah. one's like using his eyes and he's like, it's a lake, you know, like stop. And he's like, but the GPS is telling me to go there. So Michael Scott, all that fun stuff. Um, but, but that's again, a great illustration to me of where we as, as a culture live, we, we so over trust tech that even something obvious with our eyes that's taking us somewhere not so good. We, it's almost like we, we can't see it what's right in front of us. I, I don't know, man. I, I'd be curious to know how you think about Lost. Um, there was that show called Lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was this sort of almost never-ending cycle that they couldn't get off this island. I think about being disoriented, as the term Lost means, um, not knowing how to move forward. Um, yeah, I, I also think, you know, I think about the 23rd Psalm that, that God takes, it says that yeah. the Lord is my shepherd and he, he leads me to green pastures and makes me lie down. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a sense of, um, if I'm with God, I can't ever be lost. Mm-hmm. And so that is really encouraging to me wow. because, uh, I get scared a lot. I think, am I in the right place? Am I doing the right stuff? Yeah. Am I behind? Yeah. Or am I trying to just do my own thing without God? Right. And so I get afraid a lot. Uh, there's a, just a lot of anxiety. I don't mm-hmm. know where it comes from yeah. exactly. I don't think I was an anxious kid, but maybe I was. Or just like yeah. the sense of like, I'm not, I know I'm not smart enough to figure out. There's some people that feel like they have it all figured out and I've never been that person. Like, and so I think that it's a great encouragement to me to know that if I'm with my shepherd, it just doing my very level best to be near him. I'm going to be okay. Right. I really can trust him. And even if he leads me to stuff that's like uncomfortable, like if he go, makes me go over rocks or something, right. It I can trust him because it's it's I'm with him. Yeah, you're kind of speaking to like a presence, an orientation of like he's here with me now. Like I don't know, I can't control what's out there. That's too great for me to figure out. And my past is already happy. It's right here, and you're with me, Lord. And um, I think that's a really great orientation that that Jesus models. Actually, like, hey, I'm I'm doing literally right now just whatever the Father tells me right now. You know, 
Um, I think I've been growing in that too over the last couple of years, just learning to pray in the morning as I get in the office. Okay, you're here. Like you didn't stay at home this morning with my coffee and my little Bible. Like you're here too. And you're going to be with me in these meetings. Like my commitment, my orientation has to be with with you right next to me as my shepherd. Yeah. And that's that does help me kind of lower the anxiety level, lower the sense of like, this is all up to me. It doesn't remove my agency. It just allows me to sort of orient to something larger than my own self-oriented story. There's also another side of it, which is has a little more thorns, mm. and that's the idea of thorns. Um, mm. I think sometimes we go after things and go into things willingly, knowingly, that um, the you know the Bible obviously would call it sin. Yeah. And so I think one of the the invitations of having a shepherd is obey. Yeah. He says, "If my sheep, if you love me, you'll obey me." Yeah. I think part of obedience is both picking things up. But also laying things down. Yeah. And uh, I think that that might be uncomfortable uh, for a lot of people because it, it might mean some some change or some honest examination. Yeah. So there's that edge. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. I get it because yeah. it's uncomfortable. Right. But you can't really say that you obey Jesus if he says, listen, you yeah. got to lay this down. This is this is not okay. Mm-hmm. There's some work to be done sometimes. Yeah. So, and you've seen that too. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking. I think back to Isaiah again. Like all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. So, I think that's what you're speaking to. That there's this this instinct in all of us to want to be our own center and and have a self directed life. Hmm. And at some point, um, we get an invitation. God. Um, makes us aware that we can actually have a God-oriented life through Jesus. We can, we can receive His forgiveness. We can receive His new life and actually let Him lead us. But like what you're saying, Paul says in the New Testament, like man, but there's still something in my flesh, even though I live by the Spirit of God that's now within me. There's still these moments where I would rather go back to that that dirty pool of water and drink. I don't know why. In my mind, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I just want to go there. Whether it's you know. Um, a spirit of unforgiveness, even though I know like Jesus on the cross said, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Father, forgive them. Yes, that is my Lord. That's my shepherd. That's my orientation. That's how I should live a, a forgiving life. And yet somebody cut me off and I just want to hold that against it. Right. There's these weird fleshly things that, that come up. And I think knowing that our good shepherd is not just holding a holy standard of, Hey, don't do that. That's bad for you. But also, Hey, um, you, you can trust my words are also very loving. Like I came and I laid down my life. So you don't have to be afraid of me as a shepherd like that. In Psalm 23, you said, um, you referenced Psalm 23 and it says your, your staff and your rod, they comfort me. Some people think that that means God's correction is actually comforting. You know, in other words, when God corrects us, it's not like an angry boss who's yelling at us. It's like a good friend puts their arm around us and says, hey, that way is not life. Come this way. You know, it's much different kind of interaction. You know, as you were talking about the thorns to me, we we talked about this a little bit in our message. I think a great, um, something that heated up in me and I hope is heating up in our community is, and I think Westgate has modeled this as a community. As we move into the new year, I don't know that it's a sin, but it certainly can start to um, move in a, a selfish way, which is our valley just loves 
our time and we love to spend our time on what we want to spend it on. And we ended saying that like every sheep needs a shepherd and every sheep needs a flock. Oh man. And I just think like this yeah. year, what would it be like yeah. if we were to prioritize more time with one another? Like yeah. we are not designed <clears throat> to follow our good shepherd alone. We have to do it in community. And I just think of you and me learning to follow Jesus together in community, like real brotherhoodness, a real friendship over the years. Yeah. We actually started at Westgate around the same time. We did. Yeah. We've shared lots of personal stuff with each other and prayed for each other. Um, prophetically, God's used you to speak into my life at times. I know it's the same in the other direction. So I just can't imagine trying to do it alone. I wonder what would it be like to heat up that value of yeah. really prioritizing. I love that. And I, I, and again, my time in South Hills has been so um, illuminating in the value of jumping into community. You know, it was, I'll be honest, like, like a number of years ago when I, I, I used to think that like asking people, to be a part of a church, yeah. Um, to really commit was like uh, like a salesman ask, right? Like I was like, well, I I don't want to take from people, so I I won't do that, right? Because I, I know how important their time is, and you know if they want to, they they can, and and I just I mean, you've coached me through this. I I just don't think that's the right attitude. I think it's like, look, the only if this sheep metaphor is right. The only strength, the only defense mechanism that shepherds have, that sheep have when there's a predator, is running together toward the shepherd. Yeah. And that's it. And so yeah. there's a togetherness yeah. that is the only thing. And I, I think that that's true in danger, but I also think that there's just something just super true about, um, the, you know, the family of God. I, I, that's another metaphor that Paul uses. Families both receive and take. Yeah, and it's and it's it's not just like I, it'd be nice to have a family. I really think it's <laughs> yeah, it's essential. Nece- it's essential. It's essential. And it's ag- essential. Again, we're moving right into these next step weeks, yeah. and um, I hope that again, I, I think Westgate has modeled this for me. Yeah. I've learned it as part of Westgate. Um, I'm a believer in it. I'm yeah. emphatic about it. Like I hope that all of our listeners, like all of us, would really take seriously. The idea of how can I reprioritize my time so that I'm doing life and faith with others who yeah. are part of this faith family. And it's and I, I found that too. And I know I think I can't speak for my wife, but I know she would say this that it's not a it's not a detractor to be in community, to be loved, to be known, and to serve and to lo- love others. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's ju- I don't know what to say. It's just not. Yeah, it's exactly. not. Yeah, it's a joy. Yeah. I, it's just not. I don't know what mm. else to say. So. Every sheep needs a shepherd, but every sheep needs a flock too. And I think that's why he's put us in little families yeah. called local churches. Yep. And that's why he's done it. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank Have you. Have you ever lost anything of, of big importance? I wonder oh, if you man. had to tell. If Lindsay, my wife, was here right now, I lose things every day. I am one of those guys who um, puts my phone somewhere weird and then I, really? have to, I lose five minutes. You seem like it. a guy who's incredibly I, disciplined in your you. day. I try to project and I don't understand. that, but it is not true. <laughs> I, no, but so you're just I like scattershot. You have a piano right in your opening in the, I, it, why would you know. put everything right on top of that? And I even say that I tell my wife, my kids like, Hey, play, put everything in one place. Sure. And, um, I am desperately lost and all my stuff is lost. I need a shepherd. Have I, you ever like, I need uh, those Apple fi- things. Yeah. That, the Apple air tags. Yeah. Have you, now this is true with my daughter. She misplaces her phone often. So yeah. we use find my phone and it dings. Yeah. Do you do that all the time? Um, 
a little bit. No, mostly I just, I have about 10 different spots it could be. So I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking 10? a lot. I get like, oh, you get distracted. Oh, you get di you just yeah. distracted. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Have you ever misplaced anything big? Hmm. I'm thinking. I remember one time when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, there was this girl. I, was, I took her on a date to, to the Reds game at Riverfront Stadium. And we were kind of nice, late. Bro. See, you well, do have Riz. No, okay. So we went there and uh, it was kind of, we we're almost late and I didn't want to be late. So we kind of rushed out and I totally didn't pay attention to where in the parking structure. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, we probably walked around for an hour That's trying awkward. to find our That's car. super awkward. It was not good. Good thing you're good with words. You could just no. kind of make it entertaining uh, the whole I time. I think that might have been the end of that. Yeah. That, Did that seal it? I don't. I think she's like, you're incompetent. When Lindsay and I, when our kids were much younger, we rented skis and poles and helmets and took them up to a resort to try to teach them how to ski. And we were so fried as parents when we got off the mountain we got the kids in the car. Oh no, you left all the gear? All the gear and you sign a waiver that says I'll pay you a million bucks if this is lost. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. Oh man. And we drove away and we didn't even realize we're so tired. We didn't realize till the next morning when we got up to go back to the mountain. Shut up. And so we were like, where's the kid's stuff? And it was not in the car. Oh, so we drove back to the resort. We went to somebody and we said, Hey, we we're missing this stuff. And this, you know, like young 20 guy, 20 year old guy looks at another 20 year old guy like he knew where our stuff was. That guy ran away in like 20 minutes. Our stuff was back. So no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you were rejoicing. We were that rejoicing. Had been found. Come on. Yes. It's exciting. Yes. All right. Well, as we enter into 2024, I again, can't wait. It's, we're so excited, but yeah. uh, we, we do pray that uh, you just evaluate, you know, where are you with your shepherd and uh, Jesus is the good shepherd. And we just invite you to to make that declaration. And if you do feel lost out there, if you do feel lost, I'm going to have Andy, I'm going to have you pray. I know there's people out there who are facing scary stuff this mm. year. There are predators that are, the, 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 you know, stuff that's coming down the pike that they're scared of, that they have no natural defenses against. Um, and so uh, just as we do, I'd like you to pray for the folks that are scared, but also just pray for all of us that we would have a year where this would be the best year we've ever had with God. Yeah. The closest we've ever been, the most we've ever heard his voice, the yeah. safest we've ever felt, yeah. and the most cared for that we've ever been, that we would be close to our shepherd. Will you, will you just pray for us? Yeah, I'll try and pray over us using Psalm 23. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So may the Lord be your shepherd. May you lack nothing. May he help you to lie down in green pastures and lead you beside quiet waters. And in that, may he refresh your soul. May he guide you along right paths for his name's sake. And even though you will at times walk through the darkest valley, may you not fear any evil because you know that God is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. May he prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies, whatever you're facing. May you experience his blessing, his anointing your head with oil and your life just overflowing with his goodness, his presence. And may his goodness and his love follow you all the days of your life. And may you know what it's like to dwell in God's presence in his house with his family in the presence of the Lord forever. Powerful. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thank Happy you. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Looking forward to it. All right, just want to say thanks to Andy Gridley for stopping by. Join us next week where we have a one-off message called Eat This 
book. It's about the importance and the primacy of scripture. That's right. Once a year, we talk about the Bible and how important it is. We're going to be here next week. Jay Kimmer is going to join me, and we will talk about that. And then we're going to launch into our big, uh, well, it's just, it's, it's big news. It's a giant campaign. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear more about it, uh, but we'll get into that as um, in the new year. It's a new year, and we're very excited about what God's doing. All right. We'll talk to you soon.